seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on Air, where we find inspiring stories of business owners in the community that they are making a difference. My brand knowledge, my brand motto is knowledge, connection, success. And I came up with that model, that model with my next guest, who is one of the biggest uh, and most successful professional relationships I have ever had. Her name is Cheryl Pollen. Cheryl is an international recognized personal brand strategist and TED speaker. After a 20 plus year corporate career, she created a global brand that specializes in helping multi-passionate women entrepreneurs to use their experiences and expertise to build a multi-figure expert brand so they can go from invisible to iconic. Known for her feminine, sassy, and unique approach for, to branding, it's Cheryl's unique brilliance that has helped women around the globe to untangle the confusion of how multi-passionate women entrepreneurs and leaders can monetize their personal brand to build their own iconic brand brand empires. And I'm one of those ladies. So Cheryl, welcome my friend. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Rosie. How are you? I am just so honored. I know that when I wanted to put this show together, you were on the top of my list to invite <laughs> to the show. Because I actually, you were the one that inspired me to do this uh, podcast, uh, not podcast, but the show, and then to, to be able to launch my own uh, radio show that eventually can become part of the podcast. And you had that um, five-day, I believe, uh, week academy. Yeah. And there was so much I learned. So tell me a little bit about how did all came about. How did you start with this amazing um, purpose? Well, that's awesome. So it all started when <clears throat> I moved to Florida about, um, it was early in 2010 when I moved to Florida and it was during the recession and I could not find a job. So, um, I sat down and said, okay, you know, what can I do? And I said, if I can find a way to generate income, um, then I'm going to follow that path. 
I never had an interest in being an entrepreneur. Really wasn't my thing. I was a corporate girl. I spent 20 years in corporate America. But when I really thought about the opportunity of becoming an entrepreneur, I said, I'm going to pursue it. So I did. So the first thing I did was I became a certified life coach because it made a little bit of sense. It was a good segue from the career I had. And I quickly realized that I really didn't want to do life coaching every day. So um, over time, I, I got closer and closer to what really made my heart sing. And what really made my heart sing was helping multi-passionate women use their experience, their expertise, their gifts, and their talents to create powerful brands using their own personal brand, building these iconic empires, taking all the things they love, wrapping it together in a clear mission and message, and learning how to monetize it. Yeah, and you know, when we came to work together, I was having that problem and that challenge, I will say, where uh, my social media presence was very strong, but my message was not as cohesive as as we needed it needed to be so it was confusing my followers because yes social media is not for sales but it is for branding Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i believe that was one of the confusions i had so um you know i know you helped me a lot but tell me perhaps about one of uh a favorite story of a person that you helped out uh um to make their brand clearly uh, clear and where they end up, perhaps. Okay, so uh, I have a few of those stories, but one in particular was actually when I almost, when I very early on, I should say, that um, one of my clients that I had, she was actually a hairstylist, and but she had a much bigger vision, and that bigger vision was to have an academy, to have uh, an educational Um, platform that she could teach other stylists how to monetize themselves beyond the chair. And we, you know, I listened to her talk about her vision, what she wanted to do. And we talked about it and we worked on it and we worked on it more and more. And eventually she wound up having to stop doing hair because she had an injury. So now everything we worked on, everything we talked about came into play because she had to make some decisions. And long story short, she went on from being a hairstylist to um, starting her own coaching brand to launching a, a school, an actual school for entrepreneurs. And um, she's running that school uh, right now to this day. And it is probably one of the most successful stories of taking a person from, you know, being a hairstylist to all, all the way to launching their own school, monetizing their brand. She's a speaker. She's won awards. I mean, just wonderful to watch that type of evolution. Yeah. And, and that is that is one of the most amazing things, right? That you start with something, but mm-hmm. then it kind of develops and it becomes your niche. And then you see, and it's like you keep on feeling all these layers mm-hmm. of things until it makes sense, right? You try all these things, but then you hone into your niche. 
and then that's what makes uh, makes it successful. But when you're there, because we are also entrepreneurs and overachievers, we pivot. It's sometimes too quickly, and we get too, and we get involved in two or three things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is part of uh, that multifaceted uh, aspect of it. Tell me a little bit about a little bit more about that because to me that's what was very attractive. I never understood that about my brand. So multifaceted. Yeah, and it's very common actually that because we're wired to be multifaceted. We are not one-dimensional people anyway. You know, so when we are starting out in business, a lot of us are told just do one thing, just do one thing. Just do one thing. And what I discovered over a number of years is that women were coming to me because they felt so, um, you know, it almost, and this was some of the verbiage they used. They're like, it feels so soul sucking, you know, to have Mm -hmm. to just do one thing. You know, they want to do this and this and this and this. And that really is what draws on their passion and makes them excited. So what I realized was the issue really isn't about doing more than one thing. The real issue is having a message that's all over the place, not being clear about that message. You know, you can do multiple things and have the same message. I always use my examples. Oprah is one of my top examples about her doing more than one thing, but she still has a real clear mission and message She's a teacher and she wants her students to learn how to become their highest selves, right? Right. And how she does it is through what? Television, radio, magazine, you know, all these different media outlets and ways to get her message out. She goes on Mm -hmm. tour. She does collaborations. It doesn't change her message. It just changes her method. And that's what, that's the message that I really want people to understand about the power of being multifaceted. Yes. And, and I believe also that, um, people get confused with understanding that, yes, you provide a service. And I think that was one of the clear aspects that I got from our coaching or our session when we worked together was understanding that my Medicare business is what I do. Mm-hmm. But Rosie Paulson, the person, the individual, it's the biggest asset my company has. So the most I invest on being the best I can be, I can project that message, but it's still keeping true that part of my multifaceted um, brand is that I am the Medicare matchmaker, right? right? I do that for a living, but at the same time, I have all these other passions. Mm-hmm. But it's still that Rosie Paulson as the person as a whole that will keep us um, continue to inspire others to find us, right? Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. And I know you have a, a, I think I'm always copying you and I feel sometimes, you know, some people think, you know, there she goes taking my information. But to me, copying is a, a form of flattering. And I think you and I are in that same uh, way. And I, it, I always like to ask you first, but I know that if I use something, you will take it as a flattering uh, to know that I'm, I'm, why reinvent the wheel if it's working for you, right? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. Well, see, here's the thing, and I say this all the time, you know, and Rosie, you really don't copy. 
you, um, you know, you use the model, the yeah. model, the model that I've created, you're using the model. You're not, you're definitely not copying because people really can't copy because you're bringing your flair, your, your, your flavor, you're bringing how you do it. You're bringing your, uh, your voice, your personality to it. So it's never going to be a copy. You're just saying, and plus you always ask, you know, you're like, okay, can I use this? It's like, let me see the model so I can duplicate the model, but you're not duplicating the content or anything like that. You know, so I see it very differently. My perspective on that is that people, people can um, duplicate what you model, but they can never copy you. Never. Right. Cause it's, we all unique. And I talk about that in my book, you know, um, the model, regardless, and, and, and I tell people, regardless of what business you run, it's about you, right? Mm-hmm. But then you use that uniqueness to to project that message to your paying tribe. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Nobody can do what you were created to do. So even I was never there to talk about branding, although people say, oh, my God, Rosie, you've done such a great, uh, great um job at branding yes but because i did not know very well i confused people you know mm-hmm. i would always say no you gotta take uh, um cheryl's classes and hire cheryl and uh because she is the expert i know a little i consider myself a little dangerous but i'm not in any way shape or form mm-hmm. the expert and and that's why i learned from you because i just believe that it's it's the way to go because you know better yeah <laughs> right you know we're all <clears throat> excuse me we all have our expertise you know and I've spent a lot of years honing this expertise you know so I do know it and I love to share what I know I love to share my knowledge and uh, I get great joy out of sharing my knowledge and seeing people actually implement and and celebrating the results that they get yeah and I think that's one of the things that I um I actually read in the, I read that book called The Go-Giver, mm-hmm. and I believe you are the environment, embi- embodiment of that book, or that audible, wow. because every time that you offer something, it's like you give more, and then you give more, and then you're not tired, and you keep on giving more, but not to the point that people will take advantage of it, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, a, in a negative way. You give more, but it's such a, it's out of giving because you enjoy what you do. And if, and I guess it, to me, I feel that because I put it in practice, then you say, okay, now try this. And now then try this. And it's more, you know, I, I pay for this, but now I'm getting all this extra <laughs> stuff. But it's because I think you see the potential and that's where you get your joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's an amazing uh, working relationship. So how do you feel? Why would you, why do you do that? It's just how I'm wired. It naturally is how I'm wired. I'm just wired um, to offer and to give because here's the thing. What I know is I can tell people what to do all, all day long. A lot of times people um, get stuck in how to implement. So some people will take it, they'll implement, they'll get results, and they'll be good. And I'm good with that. Some people will try to implement, and it doesn't work. 
and they need hand-holding or accountability or something. So they're eventually, they're going to come to me and they're going to, you know, they're going to say, hey, I need help, you know, and I make myself available to those people, of course, through my programs and services and things like that. But I never, I never go into it with the thought of, I'm only going to tell them I don't, you know, I'm only going to share this much, Mm -hmm. you know, I know what my boundaries are. I know what people pay for. And I know that information is a dime a dozen. You can, you can Google stuff all day long, but what you can't Google is implementation. Yes. Yes. That is so that exactly is is one of those words, implementation. Mm -hmm. I actually learned that word. Um, when I do, when I did the book launch of my book, because I keep saying to people, I have this plan and I have this plan, but I have never. And she says, so when are you going to implement the plan? And I was like, oh, and then she says it's executed. And it's like, oh, well, I guess those are parts of, of, a, of a business that I wasn't, I did not know about. So it was, it was just amazing. And that's why. I, we, I love learning from others and learning from you when it comes to implementing. Um, now, I know you had a chance to be in a TED Talk, and I know a lot of people, that's one of their goals. So what would be some tips that you might share with somebody that has that as a goal to become a, TED, a TEDx speaker? This is, I always find this question interesting because I didn't go the normal, usual route. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I can tell you from my experience Mm -hmm. what happened and how it came about. And it boiled down to me being visible. So uh, when I did my TED Talk, so yes, it was on my vision board. And a year prior, uh, someone had that I knew personally had approached me and said, hey, um, I'm doing this TEDx event for women and I want you to be one of the speakers. So once I secure the date, then we'll be good to go. Well, it didn't it didn't materialize. You know, it didn't happen. And I was fine with that. I didn't have no feeling around it because I know things happen. So about um, a few months after that, probably close to 10 months after that, I spoke for the Department of Corrections and for the state of Pennsylvania. And I went as a speaker, I was a breakout speaker. And uh, even that breakout had a few hundred ladies in there. They were, they all were women that were working for the Department of Corrections for the state of Pennsylvania. And boy, that we have a great time. We talked about you know, the myths around life balance, and we just had a blast. And I left, I got dinner, I went, I went to my hotel room, got dinner, that was, that was my night. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got home, and about a week or so later, I received this email inviting me to be a speaker for this first ever TEDx event held at a women's prison. Oh. And initially, which is kind of funny, I was like, is this real? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this real? And uh, 
So I, I responded just to see what was going to happen. And lo and behold, yes, it was real. So I wound up speaking uh, at this TED, the first ever TEDx event held at a women's prison. I was the only invited speaker outside of the prison system. Wow. And it was such an honor. And from my perspective, the, the reason why it happened is because I, I showed up at this event and I spoke. Now, here's the thing. They didn't pay me to speak at that initial event. Right. I saw it as a fantastic opportunity. Right. Because the truth is, you never know who's in the audience. Yeah. So... I spent my own money. I drove to Pittsburgh. I lived in uh, Maryland at the time. I drove to Pittsburgh, got my own hotel room. I had a great time. I gave it everything I had because that's just how I am. And the, the return on that investment was beyond anything that I had, ever, had even thought of that I could get from that opportunity. Awesome. 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 And, and, You know, if people are confused, where should they start about their brand or their uniqueness? Well, I always, I start people with getting really clear about who they are. You have to get clear about who you are because here's the thing. When you talk about branding, we're not talking about picking colors, picking a logo, picking fonts. That's that's a very small percentage of what we're talking about. When we're talking about branding, we're talking about who you are, true and authentic, how you show up, how people experience you, how people feel when they're in your presence or they see something you post or something you share or they're listening to you speak or watching your video. All of that goes into creating your brand. It's very experiential. You know, you always hear people say, you know, Jeff Bezos says your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Right, 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 right. And this is so amazing, Cheryl. I mean, it is one of the honors that I had to be able to work with you. So some last minute um, tips that you may have for our audience and, you know, I know we talk about where to start, but once they are clear, what should they do next? So there, there are a few things you really want to do. Uh, yes, you want to get clear on your mission, your message. You, wanna, you want to get clear on how you communicate who you are, what you do, who you do it for, and why people should care. You've got to get clear on those four questions because that's the linchpin for everything else when it comes to your brand. And then from there, one of the big factors of your brand is visibility. You have to be visible because the truth is out of sight, out of mind. And that's just, that is just the way um, that it works. You really want to be visible with your message, with your faith, with with your what it is that you're sharing so i don't want to go too far in because i want to give people something they can actually start with mm -hmm. as soon as they finish listening to this think about the answers to those four questions you know what do you do who do you do it for um who you serve um why people should care 
Yes, yes. And that is the most important. I think that is where we start. And I know we talk about the vision board. You actually um, men, you actually created a vision board um, uh, um, initiative uh, that we worked on uh, last month. Why do you think vision boards are important? I think, well, I think vision boards are important because I see them as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. They inspire uh, you in terms of your your dreams and your goals and the things that you say that you want. You know, it, it, do they work by themselves? Of course not. But you pair your vision board with writing out what your vision is, writing out what your goals may be for the next you know, 90 days or one year, um, and then uh, put that vision board up and let it inspire you. Put it where you can see it and let it, you know, just let it inspire you every day. Well, Cheryl, it has been an honor, and thank you so much for visiting my show. I really do appreciate it. And this is for my listeners. Authentic people know themselves, own themselves, and enjoy being themselves. Just be you, and everything else will fall into place. Soluma Gurina. And being unique, and having a purpose, and having a brand, it goes all together, so you can project your calling to your pain drive. And it's always an amazing opportunity to find people that have the same sense of inspire, inspiration as you. So make sure that you know who your sphere of influence is. Make sure that these people are believing in you, they're inspiring you, and they are encouraging you to move up to the next level. My friends, it has been an honor to share my show with you guys today. Thank you so much. Don't give up. Let's improve your ñeque. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure. Stay positive. Stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.